Please turn to Psalm 93. Psalm 93. And follow along as I read the psalm. The Lord reigneth. Amen. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed with strength, wherewith he hath girded himself. The world also is established that it cannot be moved. Thy throne is established of old. Thou art from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters. Yea, yea than the mighty waves of the sea. Amen. Thy testimonies are very sure. Yes. Holiness becometh thine house, O Lord, right. forever. Amen. The Lord reigneth. Amen. Or it could be said, Jehovah reigns. Yes. The God of the Bible reigns supreme over all. Amen. This statement is as true today as it was 3,000 years ago when the psalm was written. Yes. Whatever opposition may arise against the Lord God, his throne is unmoved and unchanged. Amen. Jehovah has always reigned. He reigns today and he shall always reign forever. It may seem to us, looking on the world around us, that he may not reign at times. Even though wicked men and blasphemers of the name of God may rage around us, yet we can rest assured that he still reigns. He always sits supreme upon his throne, exercising his sovereign power over all. Indeed, Jehovah reigns. Going on in verse 1, he is clothed with majesty. Majesty is the greatness and dignity of a sovereign. It is the stateliness, the splendor, and the magnificence of a great king. Jehovah does not just make a pretense at majesty. He has the real thing. He is majesty. He is clothed with majesty. It adorns him. It covers him. It enrobes him entirely. The Lord once challenged Job when he came down to speak to the man that wanted to have his day in court with the Lord. He once challenged Job to deck thyself now with majesty and excellence and array thyself with glory and beauty. Of course, Job couldn't do this, nor can any king in this world do that. But the Lord does. Jehovah does deck himself, array himself with great majesty. While he is always majestic, We may not always see his majesty. It may not be apparent to us. But sometimes the Lord presents himself in great majesty to his people. 
Think of Jacob in that dream that night when he was alone and by himself and had little, yet he saw the Lord stand in heaven and remind him of the covenant that he had with Jacob. Jacob saw for a moment the majesty of the Lord. Think of Isaiah, who saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And that encouraged Isaiah and pointed out to Isaiah his own filthiness of the flesh and tongue. And then think of the disciples, Peter, James, and John. Peter tells us in 2 Peter that they were eyewitnesses of his majesty when they saw him on the Mount of Transfiguration. Indeed, the Lord Jehovah clothes himself with majesty. Continuing on in verse 1, we see the Lord is clothed with strength, wherewith he hath girded himself. Jehovah is omnipotent. He has all might and power. He does not depend on others. He depends on himself. The strength and power and omnipotence is with him inherently, not with anyone else. He does not depend on his angels or on men. He depends on himself. He has all the strength he needs, and he displays it when and howsoever he will. We may not always see his strength in the world around us. We see the nations rage. We see the heathen lift up their voice against the Lord. But we can trust in the Lord that he has and will demonstrate his power and might for his people when they need him. Psalm 18 is a great example of this. David, in distress by his enemies, called upon the Lord, and the Lord came down and scattered his enemies in a magnificent display there in Psalm 18 as it goes on for a number of verses telling how the Lord came down in power and might for his people. The Lord clothes himself with strength. He girds himself with strength. He shows himself strong for his people when they need him. And then the end of verse 1, the world also is established that it cannot be moved. Not only is Jehovah's throne established forever, but he likewise establishes the earth and the surrounding humankind within the earth. You might think that because the Lord's in heaven, that the earth is not established, that somehow the earth is outside the reign of God, but it's not. It's fully under the control, and it's established by God, just like his own reign and throne in heaven is. It cannot be changed in any way without the permission and approval of the Lord God. He made the world in six days, and it stands fast as it always has, according to his decrees. Verse 2, thy throne is established of old, thou art from everlasting. Here we see the eternality of Jehovah's throne and reign. The greatest kings on earth are only established for a few short years. They come and go. As a shadow, they appear for a short time and then vanish away. But the great Jehovah has always reigned 
and he will always reign. Amen. He is indeed from everlasting to everlasting. Amen. Verse 3, the floods have lifted up. O Lord, the floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. Here the floods and waves of the sea represent the many enemies of the Lord. Yes. Note that the psalmist turns and speaks to the Lord as if trying to alert him to the fact that his enemies are raising their voice and actions against the God of heaven. While there are many enemies of Jehovah that have opposed him by word and deed from the beginning of time, we know from the clearest statements of Scripture that the Lord raised them up for his own glory and honor, and they shall not succeed in their opposition to the great God of heaven. They can only do and no more what he has determined that they should do. Think of great examples in the Bible. We have many, but think of Satan. The Lord created him as Lucifer, one of the highest and best angels. But he determined that Satan would fall based on his own pride for his own glory and honor that he would have his will done upon Satan and destroy him ultimately with his angels in the lake of fire. Think of Pharaoh, the great king that he raised up just for the purpose of showing the Lord God his power and might upon Pharaoh and making a name for himself in all the earth. And think of the Jewish rulers that crucified the Lord Jesus Christ, who was indeed Jehovah in the flesh. They crucified him, but they did no more than the determinate counsel of God determined should be done. In each case, they accomplished only what the Lord God wanted to do in the first place. Verse 4, the Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, yea, than the mighty waves of the sea. Whether it be the noise of many against the Lord, or it be the mighty waves of a few, the great Jehovah is not impressed or worried. He is mightier than they are. And he will simply vanquish them when and howsoever he wants to. The great Jehovah, omnipotent in all his ways, isn't worried about the opposition of pitiful men, however many or mighty they may appear to be. So whether it's wicked kings or ungodly men, whether it's the evolutionist or the atheist raising his voice against the God of heaven, or whether it's Satan and his legions, or the Church of Rome persecuting the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, whether it's any of these, they may endure for a time, but they shall not be victorious against the God of heaven. He'll endure their words and actions for a while, and then he shall crush them and send them into the lake of fire forever. Jehovah reigns. Verse 5, thy testimonies are very sure. They're not just sure. They're very sure. The words of God are very sure. Not only has Jehovah established his own throne and this world, but he's established his words in Scripture for us. His promises and commandments stand fast and certain. 
We can rest in his omnipotent reign, and we can rest in the certainty of Scripture. Having the sure words of prophecy are a great lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And then in verse 5, holiness becometh thine house, O Lord, forever. Holiness is appropriate and fitting for the house of God. Not only is Jehovah known for his majesty and power, but he is known for his holiness as well. We are to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And as he tells us, be ye holy for I am holy. We should be holy because God is perfect and righteous and pure in all his ways. And therefore, we should make great effort to keep ourselves holy for his sake. And so we see in this psalm that the Lord speaks of his own reign, his own throne, his sovereignty, eternality, majesty, power, and holiness. He reigns supreme over all, including his enemies. How should we respond to a psalm like this? Well, we should kiss the son lest he be angry, and we perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. We should humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt us in due time. And we should determine to love him more and serve him more faithfully all the days of our lives. For the Lord Jehovah reigns.